Hello and welcome back to my podcast. I'm Ellie. These are my guests, Michaela and Drew. And Hello. today we're going to be podcasting our cares unto Jesus. You know that's right. Uh, I have an issue with you saying it's your podcast. <laughs> However, I'll let it slide. <laughs> I'm just excited to be here. That's we're glad all. to have you on here, for sure. Um, Drew, I believe we had a question from our listeners. Yes, we have a question from my one and only brother. Said, what are your thoughts on Chick-fil-A being closed on Sunday? Mm. Hmm. <laughs> I know you got a lot of thoughts on this, Well, Michaela. I have thoughts about the other question mostly, but my first thought about this would be that I don't always love it because, you know, I love me some Chick-fil-A. However, because they're a Christian company, it makes sense that they close on Sundays because it's respecting the Sabbath. So as much as it pains me to crave Chick-fil-A on Sundays and not be able to have it, I understand why they're doing it. Yeah. Half of me says, good job, Chick-fil-A, for observing the Sabbath. Well done. Keep it up. The other half of me that lives somewhere not near a Chick-fil-A says, what about me? What about me, Chick-fil-A? <laughs> what about uh, the only time I can travel to somewhere with a Chick-fil-A is on a weekend. What day is on a weekend, might you ask? Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> quite unfortunate. Especially, that is quite unfortunate. Yeah, especially, so back at home, like, we would go to Chick-fil-A after church every Wednesday. So I feel like people could easily be like, oh, yeah, I want to go fellowship with my church friends at a Chick-fil-A, but you can't do that because it's a Sunday, so mm. I don't know. Yeah, I never really had a problem with Chick-fil-A <laughs> being closed on Sunday <laughs> because I never craved Chick-fil-A on Sunday because I was always at church, so I didn't need That's the Lord's wow. chicken because I got the Lord's word instead. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. That's why I have no problem with Chick-fil-A being closed mm. on Sunday. Drew, I think you might need to listen in humility. Oh. <laughs> Funny you should say that, Michaela. <laughs> well, yes. What was the other question that your brother kindly asked us? <laughs> he asked, what do you think about other restaurants being open on Sunday. Hmm. You guys want to go first, or shall I enter into my small tangent? <laughs> you shall go right ahead into okay. your small tangent. So, <clears throat> I think that um, restaurants that aren't, like, run by Christian families or Christian organizations do not have to close on Sundays. Because there's... Um, verse in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 5.12 says, it is not my business to judge those who are not part of the group of believers. God will judge them, but you must judge those who are part of your own group. So I feel like when it comes to sin, we, we aren't called to judge people outside of the church. And so if you're talking about respecting the Sabbath, then I don't think it's right to judge those that aren't necessarily Christian. I don't know. That's my thought on it. it makes sense. I think I agree with that point. <coughs> I don't think I have much to add to your point. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A are the main two restaurants that are closed on Sundays, and then 
Did um, you just call Hobby Lobby a restaurant? <laughs> Sorry, companies. Man, I can't wait to <laughs> go after on a nice Monday evening to Hobby Lobby. Where do you get a Hobby Lobby? Um, home decor. <laughs> Actually, you can buy candy there. Um, but no, I Candy's sorry. Candy's not a meal. <laughs> hey, says you. <laughs> <laughs> I meant businesses. So businesses that are closed on Sundays are Hobby Lobby, Chick Fil A, and then a handful of like hole in the wall places or mom and pop shops that are like run by one family and there's only like one shop. So not really like um, chain stores or anything. But yeah, that's my opinion. <laughs> I've got no fur- further thoughts than no, I just can't yeah. wait to go to Hobby Lobby to get me some <laughs> home meal. decor <laughs> with some candy sprinkled I'm never going to live this down. Nope. Ever. Never. <laughs> Ever. Um, yeah. Well, um, before we roll into the topic today, uh, we have decided to change the name of our podcast due to going a different direction than we initially <laughs> thought. We were going to... Um, kind of do it try to do it with some friends of ours and there were about eight of us and it just logistically didn't work so we decided to change the name along with that and now our podcast will be called conversations that count so that is our little bit of news to share with y'all get hyped about the name change (laughs) i like it because it's gonna be great Yes, Ellie had a, a different idea, but we've we've vetoed it. I'll never give up. Let, let's hear your idea, though. Share share your idea. She, she did say it earlier, but not as the t- as the podcast. I'm name. so glad I had the opportunity to say it earlier because yes. I've been shut down every time. I think it should be podcasting our cares unto Jesus. Now you can't see me, but you have to do a <laughs> casting motion every time you say podcasting. <laughs> It's just part of it. Personally, I think the name is funny. However, Drew <laughs> does not. I've love got it. some opinions about it. <laughs> I think with the direction we're going, it's a little too silly for like where we want to go. But it is a very, very clever idea, Ellie. I think it's perfect. I think you're a genius. I applaud you, you. for the work on creating that idea. <laughs> However, I would not like to implement it. <laughs> Man, <laughs> yes. All right, so we're going to move into our main topic of today, which is on humility, and each of us have kind of a little verse or verses prepared to share, and then we will kind of just discuss it as we go, kind of see where this conversation leads, and yeah. Do you think it'll count? I think it will count very much. (laughs) This is a conversation that will count. Definitely. Okay, good. Uh, Ellie, would you like to start with your verse? Yeah, I'd love to start. I had Matthew sixteen twenty four. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And I like this for multiple reasons. First off, it's a call to follow Jesus's example. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sets a great example of humility. He <coughs> left his throne in heaven which is a perfect place to come down to earth, which is not a perfect place. He was born in a dirty stable and was rejected by so many people throughout his life and ultimately died a criminal's death on a cross, which is like the least glamorous, powerful, et cetera, et cetera, life you could ever lead. And if we're to follow that 
example, which he says, follow me. And we are sinners. Like how much more are we to take up our cross and die to ourselves every Mm -hmm. single day? Because we like we should. He didn't have to. But like if we're to follow that example, like how much more as sinners should we be denying ourselves every day? And not only is it like a command and an offer, but it's like an opportunity to die to your sins and die to your sinful self and be delivered from it. Um, If you're not dying to your own sins, how are you to be born again Mm -hmm. in new life? And so it's, it's the gospel. Like Jesus portrayed it perfectly by being the picture of humility that we are to follow. Yeah. I think the cross is probably the, well, not probably is the biggest example of humility Mm -hmm. in the entire like existence of the universe. Like, for this high and mighty God to come down to earth in human form and then be subjected to torment and ridicule and then still willingly go on the cross to die so that we wouldn't have to is the biggest example of humility. Mm -hmm. And I think also like becoming a Christian, like genuinely becoming a Christian and, and being a Christ follower and dying to yourself is one, is the biggest act of humility that we can do because mm-hmm. you're saying okay i don't ultimately matter mm-hmm. but god's god said that i do like before god died on the cross we didn't matter mm-hmm. we could do nothing mm-hmm. and we can't do anything for him yeah. but now we get to be called children of god because we have accepted him and because we have followed him mm-hmm. and I don't know like we sacrifice a lot by becoming Christians like we um, we face persecution from outside of the church but also within the church sometimes and we're just like we're not understood most of the time and people definitely berate Christians more than other religions but we're strong in our faith and we know that like Jesus said that this is going to happen to us and we're, we are understanding of that. And so we get to humble ourselves and be like, I am not this perfect person, but God calls me loved and God calls me forgiven. And so I then get to share that with other people. Mm-hmm. We really get to humble ourselves and be like, if you're, if you're evangelizing to someone, you get to be, I'm not perfect. You are not perfect, but I'm not perfect either. And so you get to relate to someone, but you also humble yourselves to them. And that can be a huge aspect in bringing them to Christ. Absolutely. Go, girl. Wow. <laughs> you're so cool. Yeah, honestly, you you were talking about, like, <clears throat> when you're sharing the gospel with another person, like, it's not you are broken, you are fallen. It's mm-hmm. mankind is broken yep. and fallen. We all desperately need a savior. No one needs it more or less than another person. Mm-hmm. You are comparing your sinful state in contrast to God's perfect glory and holiness. And that contrast is horrifying. We are so, so in need of a savior and not just me, but our state is the same as every single person around us. Not one single person needs God's grace more or less. Mm -hmm. No sin is bigger than another one. God says that all sins are equal and that will never change. Mm -hmm. And he says that all your sins are forgiven if you repent and believe in him. And I don't know, it's easy for us to get in the mindset of, oh, 
a little lie isn't a huge sin, but like murder is a huge sin. But in the eyes of God, they're all the same, and it ultimately doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like you've still sinned. So whether it's a lie or murder, it's going to cost you yep. something. Mm-hmm. Sin always costs you more than you are willing to pay, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's true for every single person. Sometimes you pay more depending on what you do, but it's going to cost you. And it costs you within your spirit and within your own life as well. Mm-hmm. I think just jumping back to um, the point earlier, just in 1 Corinthians fifteen fourteen says and if christ has not been raised then all of our preaching is useless and your faith is useless and then jumping to 17 and if christ has not been raised then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sin Mm -hmm. so that's just where we're we're really just useless without the death of christ and if he didn't raise from the grave then we're we're just completely useless we're even more useless and we're just still guilty to our sin wow Mm -hmm. ellie did you have any more points on matthew hmm not on matthew okay i am going to share a few verses from james um james 121 says Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls, which actually ties back into what we were just talking about. Um, It's saying that when we receive the word of God, when we receive Christ, it says to do it with meekness. And so what we just talked about saying, I am not enough and I cannot do this on my own. I'm not a perfect person, so I need God. And that's... Mm. That's really what that verse is saying, just straightforward. Um, And then there's James 3.13. Who is wise and understanding among you, but by his good conduct... Hold on. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to reread that (laughs) because I read it wrong. Okay, (laughs) 3.13. Who is wise and understanding among you, by his good conduct let him show his works in the meekness of his wisdom. Again, talks about meekness, and it's like... I, I don't know. I think meekness is really just another word for humbleness. So if we read it with humbleness, mm-hmm. um, by his good conduct, let him show his works in the humbleness of his wisdom. Because ultimately wisdom comes from God. And so it's not our wisdom, it's God's wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I have the NLT translation. Mm-hmm. So in mine, it says that if you are wise and understand God's ways, Prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. Yeah, that's a good... Mm-hmm. I, it's really interesting to look at the different ways that um, translations like say yeah. different things. Because yep. mm-hmm, there will sure. be some that say humble, and there will be some that use like other words. And it's interesting to like just kind of get different things out of the same verse yeah. because of different translations. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of talk about humility in the book of James. Oh, yeah. I have, first, sorry, chapter 4, verse 10, says, humble yourself before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Wow. So, I mean, really just everything we've talked about is just kind of summed up in those three verses from James. I just kind of find, I think, I think I'm right when I did my research on James, but that he's just the brother of Jesus, and he was, at the start, he was along with his family, like, Jesus, what are you doing? Like, get get back to town mm-hmm. you're i don't know what you're doing out here preaching this nonsense basically and then later on 
when now he's a believer in Jesus. I think after his after Jesus's death that he became a believer and he's like humble yourself to his teaching with earlier on he was like no I'm gonna say get back don't stop teaching get back to the mm-hmm. house yep. what are you doing yeah it feels like those two things like living your life with humility and that's supposed to like show people prove something right mm-hmm. set that example it feels like those two things shouldn't go together right yeah I feel like it can be a misconception that being meek being humble making yourself small could be like almost like weak you know or like no one's gonna notice you you're so quiet like mm-hmm. things like that what would you say about that hmm. I don't know I think as Christ followers we all we are kind of called to be like smaller and because we're called to be humble and we're not supposed to boast to other people and be like oh I'm a Christian I'm better than you because we're all sinners so we're all equal but like the way that we fight our battles is very small compared to like how other people would think you would um when we talk about like the armor of god it's like putting on these different pieces of armor and they're not physical pieces of armor but they are strong Mm -hmm. and they're gifts from God that we're able to cover ourselves in so that we can be protected from the enemy and I think of Daniel and how he prayed and that was his protection and um in that story like he could have when the the order was given by the king he could have just said okay I just won't pray like it's not that big of a deal I can just you know be whatever but he took a very humbling moment of praying and he lifted his curtains and made sure that everyone saw it. Mm -hmm. So it's like we're being meek in the way that we're like worshiping the Lord. And it's not a meek thing, but it looks meek to the outside eye. But it's like, he was like, I want everybody to see that I am bowing down to the Lord and Mm -hmm. worshiping him and praying to him. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. I just, like, we're called to be humble, but to still represent our faith and to still show that to people. Mm -hmm. I think it's just difficult in today's, like, culture and society that it's just difficult to be humble because the act, like, you never see people being humble because if it's, like, because humbleness is not, like, something that you're supposed to notice, like, go out of your way and be like, oh, this person is being really humble right now. Mm-hmm. Like, we should applaud them for being humble or, like, I got to be like them. But it's just, like, all outward appearance and it's, hey, look at me being humble in quotes yep. that, like, you're supposed to follow, but it's just people just preaching nonsense. Yeah. I feel like humility is really nowadays only a word we hear within the church and within the Christian culture, mm. and it's not really something we hear within the world of celebrities or musicians or, like, athletes. Um, I, I really have only heard it within the church recently. Like, I mean, I'll look at someone in the church and be like, wow, they have such a humble spirit. Like, they're full of humility, and I admire that about them, but... I never really think that about people who are outside of the church because they just don't 
exude that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I just really don't see it. And it's I mean, so yeah. difficult to be humble now because of it's all about me first mm-hmm. and I want this, like this is, I'm chasing my heart instead yep. of, hey, I'm going to chase um, what God has in store for me mm-hmm. and I'm going to live how he wants me to live. But the whole world is like, nope, that's not how you should live. You should treat yourself and you should treat yourself above others. But mm-hmm. this is not what it's saying when to be humble, that you should you th- should think of others before yourself. Yeah, there's the whole like self-love movement right now. And it's like, you got to put yourself first. Like you're, you need mm-hmm. to make sure your mental health is in order. And like, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't be in a relationship if you haven't figured yourself out and like, in a marriage, like, you should be, like, a girl boss. And I'm not saying you can't be a girl boss, because there's a... You can, <laughs> what does that even you can, mean? <laughs> are you saying I can't be a girl boss? I'm not saying that. Um, I, I'm saying you could girl boss for the Lord. But... <laughs> so, okay, Drew, to fill you in, um, and any of our listeners that might not know what a girl boss is... Like me. Um, Ellie, you can help me out here. Um, but a girl boss is basically, like, a woman who is very independent and kind of um can provide for herself that's kind of like the the cultural definition of it but I also see it as just like a woman who's strong and a woman who can um kind of just exude like strength is is that kind of yeah yeah and so I think like in the terms of culture, no, we should not be labeling ourselves as a girl boss. But I'm gonna within, start. I'm gonna start using that term now. <laughs> oh no, no. Within like within the church, if you're saying girl boss, it's like you're a strong woman of Christ, like Proverbs 31 woman. Like, I don't know. I it's definitely a iffy term, but yeah, yeah, I think the world's definition of I almost don't even want to say it. A girl boss <laughs> is one of independence and self-reliance, mm-hmm. which definitely can be seen as powerful. Yes. I think there is deep, genuine power in having full dependence on Christ alone mm-hmm. to sustain you yeah. in every moment of your life I think when you are not self-sufficient I think when you are walking with Christ and relying solely on him for the next step that is when you have that power that people are looking for Mm -hmm. Um, it's not in being loud being showy Mm -hmm. yelling being rude like we see all these things all over the place of women people who are so highly exalted because they're just noisy you know the more i think about it i actually don't like that term anymore because Mm. like it's fun to joke about but like when you think about it like um oh i want to say it's in um first first or second peter i think um but it talks about like wives you're called to submit to your husbands and like yes you should be a strong woman of faith but you're also like there's a biblical role that you are dependent on Christ and on your husband with Mm -hmm. Christ in him. Mm -hmm. And so like humbling yourself for your husband is a big part of like learning that process of humility. It's like sometimes you're not going to want to do it, but that's what you're called to do. And that's what like Mm -hmm. you have to die to yourself in many different ways in 
in friendships, in relationships, in marriage, in your relationship with Christ, like right. all around in general, we're called to humble ourselves and submit ourselves. Yeah. You talked about like humility in the context of a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that can be so, so tricky because it's in the relationship, there's one person who is broken and sinful and need in, a, in need of a savior. Mm-hmm. And then there's also another person who's yeah. broken and sinful and in need of a savior. And they're coming together and trying to do life together. Mm-hmm. And rarely ever is that going to go over super smoothly when two people are just have this like sinful nature. Yep. And the act of saying, no, you first, your desires first yep. is so powerful. Mm-hmm in a way that is rarely ever recognized Definitely. today. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's just humbling yourself is so important and just being able to say, I'm sorry I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, a, a really, really big quality that I think everyone should learn because it, it just creates respect. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Right. And it's not like thinking low of yourself mm-hmm. either. And it's not shame. Like if you're feeling shame, like run to the foot of the cross and leave it there because that's mm-hmm. not yours to carry anymore. Yeah. Um, it's not thinking, like I said, like super low of yourself. You have to think high enough of yourself in order to mm-hmm. humble yourself yep. to, to the will of God, to someone else. Like that takes a lot of character. Yeah. And so Paul... Um, starts off this section in Ephesians of relationships in Christ, and he starts off by saying, and further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So that we're just supposed to submit to one another because we both have the love of Christ, not because we are told to in the Bible, but because we have we both love Christ that we're going to be submitting to each other. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you for finding that verse. Cause I knew there was something about it. I just couldn't mm-hmm. remember, but yeah, I mean, and that that's probably not even the only place. Like mm-hmm. it, there's plenty of places that talk about humility and especially humbling yourselves in relationships, especially Paul. He loves to talk about that kind of stuff. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yep. So, um, I have a verse that I found in Philippians Philippians 2 verse 3 says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Mm. Easy, right? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so easy to do. Can you read that one more time? Yes. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. I think, so the word selfish and humble, it's like don't be selfish, be humble. So the opposite of being selfish is being selfless, which is serving other people and... And dying to yourself. Exactly, yep. You're saying, okay, other people matter more than myself. Like, I, I'm i good. Like, I can, I can mm-hmm. serve other people first. And I think I've been especially learning that recently. It's like, serving people doesn't have to be this big, huge, boisterous thing. It's like, you don't have to hire a band for them and like celebrate their birthday with this big like huge bash or something it's like something as simple as a smile or saying hey can I empty out your trash for you or hey can I cook you this meal or like small little things like oh let me put your dishes away for you like Mm -hmm. small acts of service are enough 
you can do more and we're called to do more in some situations but like doing these small little things still matters and Mm -hmm. is still impactful and this is an attitude that we can have towards it Mm -hmm. that we can choose whether or not we want to act like christ Mm -hmm. or not and oh wow what do you know philippians verse (laughs) 5 look at (laughs) that you must have the same attitude as christ jesus had Mm -hmm. now bear with me it's going to be in a few verses here though he was god he did not think of equality with god as something to cling to instead he gave up his divine privileges he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form he humbled himself in obedience to god and died a criminal's death on a cross therefore god elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names that at the name of jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father mm. that's good Ooh, yeah. <laughs> ellie I, just like <laughs> recited repeated the it whole off verse. all from memorization yeah. um Scholar. so <laughs> there's a story in mark it's mark 2 verses 1 through 12 and i think it goes perfectly along with jesus humbling himself in another like Jesus humbles himself so many times. Mm -hmm. The cross is the biggest one, but there are a lot of other spots. And so this in Mark 2, it talks about a, oh, sorry. No, Mark 1, verse 40 through 45 or 46, I think. Um, There is a leper that comes to Jesus and he's like, he's like, Jesus, I need to be clean. Like he he touched him and... um, the leprosy like came out of his body and he was clean. So the act of a leper touching Jesus technically made Jesus unclean. Obviously he's not because Jesus cannot be unclean. But um, for those who maybe didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah, like they would think, oh, he's been touched by a leper, he's unclean. Um, but Jesus, like, he was he was upset that he got touched for a little bit. Um, and he was just like, okay, everybody needs to get away from me. No one can know about this. Like, just kind of continue on. And Jesus then went into an isolation. It was like 40 days or something. And he took the leper's place and, and said, okay, I have healed you. And now I'm considered unclean by the other people. And so now I'm going to go away and I'm just going to take this from you. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a really good example of Mm -hmm. Jesus humbling himself because he was like, yeah, this guy, this guy needs this more than I do. Right. And he did it out of love and out of grace. Like Drew talked Mm -hmm. about, like having the same attitude as Christ. Yeah. Think of all the things that Jesus did that he could have done with contempt or anything other than love. And it wasn't. It Mm -hmm. was just pure love for his children. Yeah. I even think of like right before he's about to be crucified, he kneels down and washes the feet of the man who's about to betray him. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have been so angry with him while washing his feet, but he instead, like, took that position of a servant, like, the lowest spot in the yeah. household mm-hmm. to do that. Like, that's insane. Yeah. and it boggles my mind. Yeah. I think, like... So verse 43 says, 
in Mark again, says, and Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once. So he was like, like, oh, what just happened? He wasn't mad that it happened, but he was like, I don't want anyone to know about this. He was like, I don't need the recognition for this. And yeah, I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. so many then you would examples. just be like every other, I don't Prophets there was other were, yeah yeah like prophets who would heal and they're like okay make sure like every single person who can watch this is seeing this mm-hmm. so that they know how great i am and jesus mm-hmm. was like i'm doing this amazing thing and i don't care that no one sees it like i don't want anyone to see it because then i don't know yeah mm-hmm. yeah any final thoughts on humility guys <laughs> Nope, I'm all humbled out. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Um, we will hopefully not be taking as long as of a break. We were both sick for a while, so that's why we kind of... And the holidays yeah, rolled around as too. well. So we will see when we can get the next one out, but mm-hmm. we will see you guys later. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining, Ellie. You're welcome. See ya. Bye. <laughs>